My mom told me not to talk to strangers on the internet, but I'm glad I didn't listen. We are the Certified Nunas, your sisters in the love of Asian entertainment. Hi, I'm Amanda. I'm Jesse. I'm Natalia. And I'm Skye. And guess what? It's Women's Month! Woo! And we're women! Woo! That's really exciting! (laughs) In case the Nunas didn't get away. (laughs) No, so because it's it's International Women's Month, we thought that we would have, you know, a nice little fun episode talking about women in the shows that we love and the music that we love and the movies that we love and, uh, you know, talk about things about women in media and you know, women in acting and singing and dancing and everything. And uh, today we want to talk also about like depictions of women in media and like, you know, just things that come up like that we think about and that we talk about outside of this podcast. And we thought, hey, let's talk about them in this podcast. (laughs) So um, yeah, that's what we're going to talk about today. And we're going to give some like recommendations for, uh, you know, like things that have, you know, interesting female characters and really good, you know, performances and stuff. So we we think that you might enjoy, you know, if you like the same stuff we like. So the first thing we want to talk about is sort of like women in the media. Like, you know, um, basically a lot of things come up, like it's not always great out there to be a female in the public eye. And by not always, I mean, it's very rarely great (laughs) to be a female in the public eye. Yes, sadly. Sadly. The amount of times that I have seen like a 36 year old woman playing the mother to a teenager. That she didn't like, not in a a Gilmore Girls kind of, you know, that she was not a teen mom. Or when you see, like, a 40-year-old playing, like, a grandma, and, like, I'm always like, come on, like, well, like, and not, not, like, a, a new grandma whose, like, daughter is, like, 20, like, yeah. no, no, to, like, a grandma to, like, a teenager, and you're like, mm-hmm. so she always like, like, I, I always think of, um, The Last Empress, and the, uh, the woman who played, like, the mom, the queen mother or whatever, and the king, like who was her son in the show but they were the closest same age friends that they had on the you know like two years apart or something and you're like why is she playing the mother to like a 40 year old she's 42 like Like, no that reminds me of a playful kiss even though the mom is supposed to be young like especially Mm -hmm. with the korean version i haven't like looked at any of the other versions actual like actors and their ages Mm -hmm. the woman who played the mom to Kim Jung's character they're like only like I think it was like six or seven years apart like it was like yeah to the point like literally can't even like physically create a human being like the, yeah. like between the two yeah. and it wasn't like she was it was mm-hmm. a weird like thing like you're like no she's not that old even though she is a prior person and is younger but still it's, you still have a kid who's like her son who's yeah. like not is very close to her age and it's just weird that must be well, such a struggle like we already go through this like you know in western society people are always like they don't they age better than we do and all this stuff but like if you were actually a korean woman watching that and being like like i'm supposed to look like that at 65 like i i i'm 40 and i don't look well, I don't look like that. I don't look like a 40 year old actress. I'm 45 and I don't the, look like 45 year old actresses. But well, yes. promoted. That's the, yeah, obvious, right? also the reason. 
Like, ugh, ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't, you can't, like, fault the actresses either because, like, they need to make a living. Like, oh, yeah. No, yeah. like, yeah. So it's like, it's not, super, it's know. not their fault that the roles that oh, yeah. are available for them are limited. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes you're going to have to, like, put yourself out because, like, honestly, sometimes it's like the only way you're going to be able to act and get a yeah. job in like a yeah. field that you yeah. like so you kind of really have rent, to you know take what you and can they so did like, in that um in that last empress i do remember that they they clearly knew what they were doing too because they like kept making a lot of like commentary how this queen mother was keeping herself young and like she was like I don't know, bathing in the blood of virgins or something to like, you know, like <laughs> keep the this. Really, I, I think is she literally took a bath in um in breast milk at one <laughs> point because it was supposed to be. And I was like looking at this tub, going, "There's no that's way. Lot. That's, that's an lot awful of lot of mums that she's so got like getting her bath because holy moly." And then I look at I look at like like Uncanny Counter for example like the you know the the older like the man and the woman in that um, <laughs> mm-hmm. sorry my brain is just gone but the the woman who plays like the main the lady counter she's younger than the dude who played the cop yeah mm-hmm. but like they literally had to old her up to I know and it's a really weird kind of olding because they didn't need to. I do see where like you'll just like automatically think she's old because one of the side effects of her powers is to gray out her hair so that's like just (laughs) a thing that like would happen but they pair her with the older guy as like the romantic interest Mm -hmm. and though it works for the younger kid to like kind of see her her as a like a mother type figure for him like because that age range makes sense it like the others kind of it, it makes it seem like she's the mother type as opposed to like more of like she would be the big sister type like of anything aunt, to me. Yeah. yeah, the aunt. And it just, it it gets really weird. And it's like so not, it doesn't matter because the kid is so young. He's like a high school kid that they, literally she could have been a 30 year old, you know, like, yeah. and it, it still would like be like a feasible, like looking up to her like a mother type figure. Yeah. It wouldn't yeah. matter. So it was just unnecessary and weird. <laughs> like, yeah, like, uh, why? Well, then you also get, I mean, but this, this isn't dependent on gender, but high school oh, God, roles yes. going to. 25 year olds 30 year olds 30 year olds oh like in in non-k drama stuff i for some reason have found myself watching the netflix winks show because oh yeah i hate quality um (laughs) and it's the same thing like they're all like 28 right and you're just like you're just like watching it like also it's another one of the things it's like you understand why the reasoning of like mm-hmm. putting in an over 18 person is it's because yeah. you don't have to deal with like the all the rules of a yeah. minor on set then that's mm-hmm. like fine that's cool i can do the suspension of disbelief for like an 18 19 year old but when you're like mm-hmm. literally presenting these like people and you're like they're 30 but then it also creates <laughs> this really weird thing where it's like it allows the like really sexual things to happen yeah in your head you're like that's a 30 year old so this isn't weird and you don't yeah re- you're not remembering yeah. that it's like a character who's supposed to be 15 and you're like mm-hmm. yeah when i watched um the taiwanese drama attention love it starts in high school mm-hmm. but the actors are all 30 
And so I kept waiting for the time jump because I assumed that, okay, we're going to spend a couple episodes. Like, why would you hire 30 year olds who are obviously 30 for a high school drama? But no, like they made it into like their first year in college, but that was it. Like there was no major time jump. They were never adults ever at any point. They were in high school for a lot of that show. (laughs) It's like 20 episodes. And I don't think they're in college until like episode 16 or 17. Like, And I was, and I kept waiting. I was like, I figured high school was going to be like four episodes because why would you hire 30 year olds? Like it was just so bizarre. And it wasn't because they were going to like have big kissing scenes or sex scenes or anything. Like it was just because, and I'm like, okay, but I can tell you look 30. I find that like this, this sort of leads to these like really unrealistic like standards of appearance for you know, like Mm -hmm. teenagers and also for people who are in their 30s. Like, it's like, what, are we supposed to look 16 still or like be ancient hags? Apparently, yes. Apparently, Uh, yes. um, (laughs) We're over the age of 20. Therefore, we should just roll over and die. We should just grab a shovel, find (laughs) a cemetery plot and dig your own grave Um, because you about to die and you're so old. I think there was there was like a like a it wasn't an SNL skit but it had uh like Julia Dreyfus in it where it was like I'm turning 40 which means <laughs> I must now walk into the river and fade out of existence the only <laughs> roles left for me are grandmother like kindly unmarried aunt sexless <laughs> 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 <Next> individual <laughs> Get your aprons, ladies. We'll never be looked at as attractive again. We are finally free. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so ridiculous. It is. All you can do is laugh, but like, yeah, it's really ridiculous. And it's like all you all you can do is laugh, but at the same time, it's like laughing with a little like a clown laugh. You know, like like a like a little like choke in the back of your throat. You're like. Uh-huh. And then another thing is also, I'm not going to get way deep into this because it's not unnecessary, but romantic roles in dramas where they show very, very young, act, like uh-huh. actually the actresses being very, very young, and then their partner role being very, very, very not young. Mm-hmm. That's always a choice that is made quite often. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's yeah, like, like it when depends on if like, like that's like the plot. Like, if you look at something like like Mr. Sunshine, for example, it's like that made sense as the, right because those were the characters. Mm-hmm. But then when you look at you know, and though I love this show, I just need to say I do love this show. I was wary of these choices. You look at something like um, Mirror of the Witch, where you know, Yang Yang Si Yang was thirty. And she was like just turning 18, but they were supposed to be the same age in the show. So it didn't. Why? Mm-hmm. Like. Oh, they did that like, with another one, the radio show. I never watched yeah. it. Yeah. The radio yeah. Show. Radio romance. Well, yeah. that, um, that one that we watched, was it last year? The, um, I, something about like hearing your voice or something. I can't remember, but it, with that, Sajong was in it. And mm-hmm. I mean, she was like, 21 22 something like that when she was in it and the guys both of the male leads in the triangle were 35 34 something Mm -hmm. like that but they were all supposed to be 
essentially the same age or like a couple years apart and you're like yeah. but there are actors who are in their 20s and there yeah. are actresses who are in their 30s so like hey why don't you just actually make that happen like it's not that hard yeah like, and I think like the problem with the like big age gaps is like inherently I don't really care about an age gap as yeah. long as everybody's conceptual and it's like of the right age it's <laughs> fine but like we can't like not see like or like look at the bigger picture that like even the mm -hmm. consensual ones actually do kind of harm things because they do perpetuate this thing that like uh, it's okay for all older males to only target like female like young, uh, young like younger hunt and that like then perpetuates like you know if you're older you have no chance at like love but also mm -hmm. in the same respect it just like makes it so that it's okay that like these younger kids are getting the roles and then the the people who would be that age then are mm -hmm. the grandparents old yeah. like and that's yeah, the, pr yeah. the biggest problem that it's not like that it's the age gap although I do say if like you are only putting that one young actress with a lot of older yeah. actresses that's, that's a, a problem that's a yeah. little sketch and it does like uh, get a little sketchy when it's actors and actresses because they actually don't have like an option they have to they're yeah. they don't have the option in that like age gap they just signed on probably at different times and yeah they have to deal with it what they deal with it it really does create lots of problems it's just a ripple effect that just like yeah. infects mm -hmm. everything and it's so prevalent yeah. And it's like we're not saying that not you know, in just age like Asian stuff, but yeah, like age gaps everywhere. are yeah. dangerous. Like for example, my parents had thirty year age gap between them, and we had I had a totally okay. I say totally normal childhood, <laughs> but everyone did think my dad was my grandfather. But in their defense, he looked like Santa Claus. So like okay, but I did get a lot of you know a little bit of fun out of that, where like he would go to parent teacher and they'd be like, "What well, about your grandpa?" And I'd be like, "My grandfather's been dead for years." <laughs> <laughs> And then it would be very awkward that I'd be like, ah, it's my dad, he's, he's old. But, um, like, that's not the norm. Like, usually it's, like, within 10 years. You know what I mean? So it's, like, pairing up these 40-year-old actors with these, you know, just-turned-20 actresses, and they're all supposed to be playing 30-year-olds. It's it's weird. Just cast 30-year-olds. Yeah. Like, well, and realistically, as far as media being a model for some younger mm -hmm. impressionable people mm -hmm. that leads 18 year olds or younger to think oh if i'm attracted to much much older men and they you know they could take advantage just really easily yeah. of mm -hmm. i see it in the mm -hmm. media so much or whatever i mean that's because yeah. we all yeah. know the real life issues behind all of those things and i wasn't meaning to go super down that road i just wanted no. to bring up the oh, fact no, that i i get it the times when the role is like, hey, we're all supposedly late 20s. And then like, it's obvious the actress is like 18. Yeah, when, like, like, what, what about the, all those females that were in their late 20s that could do right. the role perfectly exactly. well? Like, it's like, yeah. why, why are you overlooking? There. Yeah. Can you imagine the amount of 28 year old actresses that would have fit that bill perfectly? Like, oh, 28? Mm -hmm. I think you mean entering the retirement home. Agent <laughs> unwanted by up? any man. Are they like walking yes. with like. They, yeah, they have their walkers walking, out. Yeah. They are sexless beings. They are no longer gendered. They are just. They're going to break a hip creature. like immediately so that you can't like, get them anything. Good lord. 
Which is why, like, you know, like, I love shows, like, this isn't even an Asian show, but, like, uh, what's that show? Uh, Frankie and... Frank, it's on Netflix. And Grace or something? Yeah, Grace and Frankie, where it's, yeah, like... Yeah. Where it, has, it has Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin in it as these, like, old older women, like, they're in their 70s, but, like, they're still, you know, like, they start a sex toy company, and, like, they're, you know, they're human beings like they like they remind me of what? my mom's friends because like <laughs> my mom's friends are exactly like that like they're still talking about you know like oh you see that good looking cashier at you know Sobeys and you're like oh like <laughs> women don't just die like they don't just become you know Tusks. apple pie baking no. Yeah. Santa Claus. Hey, hey, it's it's okay to bake apple pie though. Yeah, no, but you know, yeah, yeah. Hey, like, like, listen, you know, we like a good apple pie. Do like like I'm not saying we can't also bake the apple pies. There we go. <laughs> but like, you know, that's not the whole facet of people's personalities. So ageism and internalized ageism mm-hmm. is a huge, huge issue. And I think mm. that I, I would venture to say that for women it is a bigger problem it's a much bigger problem and i think it's starting to be i would say this loosely but i i feel like it's starting to become a bigger problem especially with internalized ageism for younger kids who are growing Mm -hmm. up in social media Mm -hmm. the some of the stuff that i would have never thought of when i was younger about someone's Mm -hmm. age or like no even just to not say it to them like be like mm-hmm, it's yeah. a bad thought but it's kept in my head listen that we all is have not happening thoughts. you know yeah. right and, and i think like, that's I... something that needs to be starting to be addressed because it's actually like well i mean just bad. we see in the stand twitter especially k-pop stand twitter this mentality that they have that they are all going to have to have like some kind of like k-pop bonfire when they turn 21 because you can't like things anymore once you're over 20 and you're like no kids yeah. you can still have personalities you're still allowed to like things and have hobbies it's like, it's like, like the, then- the amount of time that i've seen like someone be like oh shouldn't you be like taking care of your kids and stuff and it's just like first off don't have any second off it's the middle of the day even if I did have some, they'd be at school. What do you think people do all day? Like just sit around waiting for their children and husbands to come home from work, just like twiddling their thumbs with no interest? No, we have interests, okay? And I know within artist circles, there's pressure to be successful even before hitting 20. Mm-hmm. I mean, because yeah, you see the success stories of the young kids all through social media mm-hmm. and all these things. Yep. So, I mean, I think it's in every... And, and oh, definitely yeah, no, more in fan, you know, the that. heavy, heavy fandom spaces, mm-hmm. yeah. definitely like yeah. K-pop and yeah. stuff. We're allowed to have hobbies. And yeah. I do think that having internalized, like it does need to start being something that's addressed. And for the kids, like for all of the young people's sake, as well as ours to not want to murder everyone that keeps saying mm-hmm. that to us for the five billionth time. Yeah. But it's like, you know, it's one thing if we call ourselves jokingly a hag. But when like an 18 year old's doing it and I'm like, oh, you're going to become me sooner than you think. <laughs> like it goes a quick. I mean, if they're realistically thinking that 24, that your life doesn't, that's a problem. That's a problem. That's a yeah, problem. it's a real problem. That is yeah. a, 24 I think is it's, very young. Yeah. I, yeah. Think, <laughs> I think that's also the thing too. I don't know if it's just because we are older and looking back on it, but I feel like it's starting to get younger and younger the mm-hmm. like cutoff of this being yeah. too old and 
a lot of people aren't seeing the real big picture on like how it is directly from misogyny and it's just it's perpetuated a lot in like spaces that are like primarily female and it's like yeah these people are being impressionable these kids are being impressionable and like literally giving into ageism and misogyny and are females themselves who would be Mm -hmm. directly infected by this Mm -hmm. yeah and they're not seeing it and everything that's going on is like allowing it to happen and build even further and it's like really damaging and really scary Mm -hmm. yeah like what do they think is going to happen things that happen in media like reflect reality because media in a way is like a mirror to the real world right so if they're still you know just showcasing only younger stories and only you know a primarily like male dominated stories and things that's what people are going to think is the reality and is how the world works when in fact that's not how the world should work we should always strive to like do better and be better you know and 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 speaking on the male dominated stories thing i mean i think that 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 affects so much too Mm -hmm. like i mean even as someone who's very aware of it and stuff (laughs) (laughs) i have a ladybug on my computer Earlier it flew up and I was like, what was that? It's a ladybug. It's like, listen, I have some words. <laughs> yeah. We're talking like, about oh. men. Let's talk about men. Like the ladybug yeah. wants to talk ladybug, about the it. The ladybug's like, oh, let me, don't even get me started. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but I really do think that the fact that most media showcases males as the main character, period. Mm-hmm. And honestly, very little female characters at all. Mm-hmm. Or if they do exist, it's often just, you know, as the love interest or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think that does end up being incredibly harmful, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, well, if you yeah. look at, like, the Bechdel test, which is, it should be the easiest thing to pass in the world. If you're unfamiliar with it listening, basically, it's if you're watching or reading something, and there has to be two named female characters who talk to each other about something that's not a man. That's all you have to do to pass the Bechdel test. And, like, barely any movies do. No. Like. Still. And the fact, it's like. so easy. Like, so, you can just be like, oh, did you go to the store today? Yeah. You've passed the Bechdel test. Congratulations. Like, and the thing was, it was, it wasn't created as this, like difficult thing to pass. It was actually no. within the context yeah. of a comic at the time and stuff. Yeah. But. The fact that it was created, oh man, I want to say 20 years ago now, definitely 15, if not more. Oh yeah, definitely more. I think. Um, yeah, I want to say more like 20 now, but mm-hmm. the fact that that's, we have been talking about it actually in academic circles and a lot for a long time and nothing has changed. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the, uh, the Bechdel test uh, was created in 1985. In a comic strip called Dykes to Watch Out For by Alison yep. Bechdel. So. I was one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, and of course it didn't immediately become like this really important thing to talk about when it was created. But definitely I've seen throughout the years like being in college and stuff like it gets brought up a lot yeah. in media studies mm. to where 
women have been talking about this for a long long time yeah Mm -hmm. and just i recently ran across i wish i could remember the name of it there's a similar test and it's a little bit different but for um i think non-white characters Mm -hmm. as well Mm -hmm. yeah and yeah. it's actually, you know, I think that'd be a good thing to for people to start realizing. Oh, I wish yeah, I could yeah. remember. Yeah, because there's intersectional is important right. in, you know. And it's, you know, when, when you're talking, it's a bit different when you're talking about Korean dramas because, you know, and Asian dramas because they're made in less multicultural societies. Um, so that's more understandable, even though, like, but then you look at, like, shows like uh, Itawan Class that actually did have quite a bit to say about you know like intersectionality within the cast so that you know so there's there's always little outliers but like in in like the western context the lack of diversity is just sad Mm -hmm. like it's just sad a lot of the time where you're like you really expected to have progressed more like you it's one of those things you like we have progression in like one area or one little thing and like you're on this high because you're like yes we've progressed and then you kind of look at everything else and you're like oh yeah. no we haven't progressed no. at all like or you even know, if you're like you'll... comparatively to like different cultures you're like oh like you know that like they might be like what we were five years ago and so like mm. we have progressed more and then we're like no we all should have been like and way then farther the you're right we really should have like and then then you look at the fact that there was a cheerios commercial that had an interracial couple and cheerios got complaints about it which was funny because i think that was in the in the states but like in canada i was like but we've had those for like 15 like we not that Canada's Canada, that much better, no be but honest. like Canadian like, media seems to really push multicultural like it's almost like every single commercial has a multiracial couple because they're trying to like check off every box for every commercial and you're like it doesn't have to work that way either like you could just have a black couple yeah it's allowed or let's get crazy here an indigenous couple on a <laughs> right both like, of our countries have this issue that's like a major issue yeah, in both yeah, of our countries. a real big issue but anyway back to women i guess um, <laughs> yeah. but, but women women do need a lot more space in media than they're given like yes. period yeah. and especially women of color so it all intersects Ooh, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. you know and queer women and all this um any marginalized yeah any marginalized groups need yeah. you because in order to make them like in order to make someone feel like they're part of society, you need to be in the media that a society produces. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just extremely obvious that as a society, you are viewed as outside of it. Mm-hmm. And which is why, you know, like, you know, positive queer representation is so important to the gay community because that means that they are part of society because, you know, many people want them not to be or, you know, you know, people of color and indigenous people and, you know, make them part, part of, you know, we're all a cohesive whole and the media should reflect the reality of the world mm-hmm. in that way. Well, Even if it's an idealized version of what they want the world to be. Well, and just like women needing to, realistically, women should be the main character of a lot more shows than they're given. Oh, like, yeah. so ba- based on population, percentage Mm -hmm. women should have a lot more stories than they're given it's easy to get like i'm gonna self-confess it's easy to get lazy and just you know Mm -hmm. 
follow your interests and you know go after the fun stuff and then sometimes you have to stop and realize crud the last however many dramas or movies or whatever i consumed it's like that was all dudes like Mm -hmm. uh, it's like i i need to actually be intentional about picking you know supporting women picking their like supporting those things and picking stories made by women like about women written by women like Mm -hmm. and it's understandable (sighs) it is hard to find those things especially if you don't know where to go like and especially with us because we're you know looking at content in a different Mm -hmm. language and different cultures than us that's why you like find podcasts like ours who are like you will give you suggestions for things and you can start there and it kind of just it snowballs and just always being present in that mind that you need to be doing better is like single best things you can do ever and it will just start to fall in line and then yeah it will be a ripple effect and And, will help everyone and also how we encourage people to like if you don't dig something drop it also encourage them if something's like hyper misogynistic or something and it's making you uncomfortable and it's gross, drop it. Drop it, drop it and don't support it. Nope. Like move on. In fact, if you're comfortable, be vocal about it. We should we mm-hmm. should be having these conversations. Mm-hmm. We yeah. should be able to talk about, oh, this actor did these awful things. And I will not support his stuff and I won't be watching that. It's too bad because mm-hmm. I wanted to see such and such actress, but I can't. Yeah. And, we should and, like, be able to have those conversations very safely. And the more people speak out about that, the more that that particular actor will not get cast because people will not want to consume and we can see the actresses we like. I mean, if you figure out that something's crappy about a lead and something, just pull that sucker. Just don't do it. It's not worth yeah. your time. If, they, if, victims, if victims start speaking up about situations in the production company or in their media company or anything, leave them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, let's be honest, usually uh, women aren't believed, so what would be the reason for them to speak up in the first place if everyone's just going to shit on mm-hmm. them if they were lying? Yep. Just putting that out yeah. there. But once um, you start creating those spaces that, like, start to feel a little bit better and a little bit more safer yeah. for someone to come out, it just, it keeps, again, it's a trickle effect. Like, mm-hmm. It only takes really one thing to kind of really get the thing going and moving. So as fans that discuss and talk about online and on our podcast, it's important for us to talk about those things. And Mm -hmm. because we all make a lot of choices like that often when we're picking what we're watching or what we're listening to and stuff, but we, we don't often discuss like, you know, I'm not supporting that thing because of this or Mm -hmm. because it's, it's not quote unquote fun to discuss the tough stuff of, you know, this is going down with that production company and it's not okay. Like, women yeah. are obviously not safe there. Or even the entire cast and crew isn't getting paid. Like, that's a whole different mm-hmm. thing. But, like, yeah. there are lots or, of issues. Uh, what, what was that show that we all dropped that, uh, where it was only the women on the crew who weren't getting paid, but the men all got paid? Devilish well, Joy. Devilish Joy, got paid, yeah. but then the, there was complaints, and then the men got paid, but the women yeah. still didn't get paid. But also, there was a lot of misogyny in the show. So, yeah, like, that, was, that, was, that show was a it hot was, It was sort of like when I found out that the women didn't get paid, I was like, oh, that, sing, that sounds right, based on yeah, what sounds, I saw. That sounds that, about right about to right. me. Wow, that's horrific. Like, yeah, and yeah. we, we mm-hmm. should be able to say that without stands of whoever coming and knocking on our like 
Yeah, yeah. I know. And I know a lot. Of, I, I know people who watched that show and really enjoyed the show. I couldn't watch it because I was uncomfortable with it. Afterwards, I certainly can't recommend it to people because A, I'm not comfortable with it. And B, they didn't pay their actresses. Like, don't make let them make yeah. more money off of something that they're not paying for. Yeah. Yep. No. Stop. So when we're, when we're talking about like writing women, um, there's something that always comes up that I think I I've talked about before, but that a lot of people like misunderstand, which is the concept of a strong female character where if you, ask there were those, scare quotes happening with yeah, fingers. There, there, yeah, sorry, there, were, there were air quotes around strong female character because you'll sort of notice a trend especially with male writers and male directors, that they seem to think that a strong female character is a masculine woman doing masculine mm-hmm. things. It's essentially a dude character. Yeah, so think uh, like Sarah Connor in the second Terminator. Not that I don't like the second Terminator. It's a great movie and Sarah Connor's awesome. But not every character needs to be Sarah Connor. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like in my own personal thing, think that that should actually be changed to interesting female characters. Because for a long time, most female characters served as sort of the male interest and the male gaze. And so you mm-hmm. can have, you know, villainous women. You can have, you know, cowardly women. You can have any sort of gamut of human emotion of women that exists multi-dimensional and, women yes and they can be <laughs> as long as they're interesting and they're liter- and they're not just a you know could be a prop by, yeah if you're a lamp mm-hmm. and the story could remain the same that's not a good female None. character but then sometimes it gets taken to another level and that is the manic pixie dream girl trope <laughs> which i don't like imagine a quirky ditz, but she's so different. She's not like other girls. Not like other girls. Yes, she is. Okay, <laughs> she's like other girls. Are, the only just okay. Can we different. stop for a second and talk about the not like other girls trope in I, it's general? Gotta stop. Yeah, it's got to. <laughs> what's wrong with other girls? And other girls? and even even women should not be like i'm not like other women it's like what's wrong with other women what yes. are you saying yes and it also kind of like stems in just in that like it's not actually that they're not like other women it's just it's not other women that they chose to look at or see yeah. like they were always there like that person mm-hmm. type of yeah. person was always there yes i'm not going to see that person if i like continue to close my eyes and like mm-hmm. yeah walk the other and way also, like yes also, you're I, not I really hate the expression because it's usually used to denigrate women who are traditionally feminine. So it'll be like, you know, if she likes makeup or she likes dressing up and doing her hair, like, oh, I'm not like, you know, this flighty, frivolous woman where it's like, what the fuck's wrong with putting on makeup and doing your hair? Like, I like putting yeah. on makeup, not obviously. But I like do. I like getting dressed up sometimes. Like, it all leads back into misogyny again where it's mm-hmm. just like anything that is seen as traditionally female is made sort of more like childish and useless yeah lesser like, than anything lesser seen than as a feminine is lesser than whereas yeah. like, so you know i i always find like a fun way to deal with this 
is be like, you know, we'll do something like people be like, oh, you're going to go cheer for your little K-pop boys. I'm like, oh, did you enjoy your sports cosplay? Did you did you enjoy dressing up in your cosplay and going and cheering for your ball team? Yeah. How is this? How is this different? Like, how is it different? I just find it so funny that it's like you tell men, I am tired of women only being like, the love interest, and they're like, okay, and then they take it to an extreme that's, like, just as bad <laughs> as, like, giving them no personality. They yeah. just give them, like, stupid personality, and you're just like, uh. Well, only- you can tell, you can tell when it's written by a dude. That's oh, for, for sure. sure. <laughs> There's so many interesting female characters that I think get overlooked and overshadowed by, like, their male counterparts or, like, you know, other things that just Every time you see, like, a show that is centered around women and female friendships and, like, female interests and, like, it's so refreshing. You just, you feel so good. It's like, remember when we all, when we watched Because It's Your First Life for the first time? Do you remember? Oh, I just remember. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Oh my god, how you I have like, this show? I love it." Yeah, especially with because this is my first life, where that like is an example of a strong character who's not strong. You know? Yeah. Yeah. The she is in positions that have been affecting her her entire mm-hmm. life, mm-hmm. and her defense mechanism was to run always to run and you saw the growth in her character and it wasn't some grand thing it would but it was something that like she actually just was like whoa hold up I've got to do this on my own like I've Mm -hmm. actually got to do this on my own to figure out things and do stuff and figure out what I want and the the other females in entirety of the show like is almost everyone like the writer person was kind of crap but like you know they were like Mm -hmm. pretty supportive like her friend group and then the uh, the other girl that I'm not going to talk about but like you know it just it's it's so great to have that kind of thing especially when you aren't when you're like the person who's like I'm considered part of the other girls, but I'm not considered part of the desirable other girls. Yeah. I'm like Mm. in that subsection. Yeah. And so it's so nice and refreshing to see people like that. Or like in my ID is uh, Gundam, like Gundam. (laughs) Gundam. That that would be awesome though, man. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) If my ID is Gundam Beauty would be an incredible Yes. It's like a mecha (laughs) just coming in. Beautiful. it's like finally you have a character who is actually like introverted and like though like introverted characters are just shit on non-stop they're shit on in general in the general public people don't like introverts there's been this movement for the quirky like sayings and stuff but like generally people don't like introverts like Mm -hmm. and being one it's like but always really hard and finally it was like lead character and showing how introverted she was both lead yeah. characters oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. boom yeah and it's just it's nice to see those kind of differences because it's like we're all here it's not like the it's a difference because there's only like a, a few select people you know <laughs> this is not we're not talking about like superheroes that like yeah. have magic <laughs> powers that there's only a few of in the world there's yeah millions and of people who are like that yeah. and there's nothing wrong person. with like female superhero characters either like oh yeah no division that was great the fact that like even now 
in the year 2021, we still have to talk about the fact that women should be given multi-dimensional characters as though women weren't multi-dimensional before now. (laughs) It's like, we've all been this way. Like you literally have like life, like real life examples. I'll like like see these movies where you can tell just like, it was all men. And I'm just like, (laughs) have you, have you met a woman? Have it, it reminds me with a woman before. It, it makes it obvious that it was, it's not that it was just written by guys. It was written by guys that would talk about women in the ways that, like, yeah, I respect women because I respect my sister because yeah. I respect my mom. It's like, no, 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 you don't respect no, no, no. women just because they you exist and they're human. Like, yeah. it shouldn't you be should have that have, sort of like no, background to make you that, like respect like, women. They shouldn't have <laughs> an adjacent role to you, the male. In order yeah, to no. be of importance. That's like every, every time I see like, you know, there's a crime against a woman. And they're like, she's somebody's like sister. She's somebody's mom. I'm like, no, she's just somebody. Period. Like, yeah. that's like, it. Women exist. <laughs> I know, I know that from like, you know, most of Western society, like women have existed like under the thumb of men. But they've always actually just been people. <laughs> like... The fact that we have to fight to just say that we're multidimensional people and we yeah. want to be tripped portrayed as multi-dimensional people is stunning because it's not like we're saying we don't want to see women play moms and we don't want to see the women play the teachers and we don't want to yes we do we just want them to be more than like that's all you wrote for the character she's a mom like yeah does she have hobbies does she what did she go to school for what was she like when she was like yeah fully flesh out your characters even if she's not going to be in tons of scenes make her fully fleshed out so that it's believable so that we get why she's tight with her daughter or you know dotes on her son or whatever like I am more than just I have a couple of kids like I I have other things in my life like like, I I don't know if you've ever talked to your mothers but um most mothers I've met have lives and hobbies and interests outside of their children. This all has fed back into this sort of, you know, this idea that we were talking about before with these, you know, young women who think as soon as you hit 25, like your life is just, you know, find a husband, get some kid. That is not life. That is not living. Like if you, if your only thing in your life is your children. children that's not even healthy. For, that's yeah. not even healthy for the children. No. And this is not to downplay the real problem that is females in like positions where they mm-hmm. can't they're they've been like essentially brainwashed because of yeah. misogyny or like other like issues mm-hmm. to only believe that they have that like yeah. that's their only purpose in life and, and that's, that's a real big problem to address too it's it's not their fault that society has been completely just taking away all their freedoms and telling them Mm -hmm. what they only are allowed to do how they're supposed to do it how they're supposed to be able to like become a certain person in the world and it's this very like limited amount of things i want women to know they can do more and be more like if you want to have kids that's great like yeah go to town you want to also do other things (laughs) the world is your oyster and we should be allowed to do whatever you know interests us because interests are what keep you sane speaking of interests 
about some like, you know, female performances that we thought were really great and like female, you know, shows in, you know, with nice female storylines and everything. Little re- this, is the, this is the recommendation section of the podcast. So who wants to, who wants to start with a little recommendation here and there? I'll start with a quick one because I know right. that it, it'll come up at some point anyway. So might as well just say it out loud. <laughs> Search www. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yes. Now, I will say that there is competition between leads, but it's not Mm -hmm. of a romantic nature. It is of a professional nature, so it's different. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of multidimensional relationships. What I like personally like about the the female relationships in that one is that not only is there the competition like business related, Mm -hmm. they are literally the same business too. So it's like, it's supposed to be there it's not even kind of we're forcing females to be against each other it's literally web They're companies drunk. against each other and it's yeah, like yeah an actual thing that would happen and that is a really it was actually a really nice thing to see to mm-hmm. see like the competition be not rooted in the second female lead seeing the main female lead with the boy that they want you know yeah. or yeah just random it wasn't like, even if it was just like a random like competition because this person had a job and this person was rich like it wasn't even mm-hmm. that it was literally just they worked in the same we work in opposing industry. Industry. Like, yeah yeah literally yeah. no matter even if we were companies, here, it would, are be companies would have be at war even within the competition there were reasons because they would have different perspectives on how Mm-hmm. things should be run or even freedom of certain like when I say they're multi-dimensional like they got yeah, deep into like the philosophy of like how they wanted things to work within their business or how they wanted things to work within their personal relationships or friendships mm-hmm. or how they wanted their entire life to function they really went deep with all those things and they showed how they were all different mm-hmm. And how they would either kind of get along because of that or how sometimes there would be a little conflict or a big conflict based on those things. And the other thing I really loved is that, so you have like the two characters that end up working together and they don't like each other. Mm -hmm. But when one of them calls up the other one and says, I need help beating the shit out of my douchey ex's car, she shows up with a metal bat. She's like, I no questions asked. I'm coming. Like, I'd love to. I'd love to smash a car with you. Like, <laughs> yeah. Listen, I don't know you. Are, like, I don't really like just you. For but each other, but yeah, you know, hey, it's like, listen, we, person, we may have here. work interpersonal work issues. However, <laughs> <laughs> let me grab sisters my bat <laughs> before misters. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, love that. Love that. There was, there was also a lot said even about misogyny within the show. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, mm-hmm. statements were made with it, you know, a business world, like, the stuff that they had to put up with with things like that. It was just great all around. Like, That's a really solid one. We actually have an episode show. on it, too. Yeah, you should um, check that just out. Just if you're, like, wanting to hear more about it or take on it, but yeah. yeah. It was universally beloved on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, as, as was, I believe, because this is my first life, which we already discussed, mm-hmm. but it's got the same, like, you know, they have a, all, what I loved about it, like, in addition to what we already said, is that all three of the female characters were all multidimensional, like, the three, there were, it's based around three best friends, um, but they all wanted completely different things in life. 
Mm-hmm. So, and they all went about completely different ways of achieving and completely meat. different personalities. Like they were all yeah. different people. Yeah. But they were yeah. all realistic. Like you're like, yep, I know yeah. that woman. And I know that woman. And I know that woman. Like I know those people. I know people who are like that. And mm-hmm. yeah. that was nice to like, I think everybody who watched it could see themselves in somebody there mm-hmm. you know like that maybe not exactly but like there were things that it was like yeah like that's more my personality or that's more my life goals another one that i really liked uh was age of youth i've only seen the first season i haven't seen season two I've but seen both yeah there's something just really nice about sort of they this is the same sort of situation where these guys aren't best friends they're housemates and they all have very differing personalities but you see how sort of like that sort of bonds them together and it's just nice to see stories about women with Mm -hmm. women doing it has a lot of like you can see the growth in all of them and the the understanding of each of them because they're completely different people like these are Mm -hmm. people that in normal circumstances wouldn't be friends too you know Mm -hmm. like it's like even past like just like they're just opposites attract there really are completely different humans and just their acceptance of each other and I think both of those because it's my first life and age of youth are really good for like a younger crowd that's not like high Mm -hmm. school age Mm -hmm. the college age I think that's a those are good representations in the very like young 20s group and I believe they're both on Netflix Mm -hmm. so yeah that's where I watched them they're very easy to find um yeah um, also like that, maybe, possibly, I haven't watched it. It is on my watch list at some point. It's Be Melodramatic. Um, mm, I've heard good is, things about that one. I've, I've heard, heard a lot of good well. things, so I can't, I've watched like, a little. It, I heard good things about it throughout the series, like, even towards the end. So I, I feel uh, comfortable, you know, yeah. suggesting this as a thing that I haven't seen. But essentially, it's a, about a group of friends. Um, and there's drama writers in the group i don't know if they're all drama reader writers but like it's just them like coming well, together it's not all mm-hmm. female cast but mostly right but it, it's definitely centered on the female characters and right off the bat kind of similar to because this is my first life the struggles the the variety of struggles in their lives but of course their lives are also intertwined and it even right off the bat started talking about heavy stuff like suicidal ideation like because someone was going through grief and that's how they were having trouble coping with that yes there were funny parts but very very multi-dimensional characters immediately which is you can always tell (laughs) like when you hit those shows it's like oh there are a lot of female drama writers out there but you can tell when they're it's the show is really about the multi-dimensional women yeah. characters mm-hmm. like and i find oh, it's yeah. like really obvious where you can tell the difference between like a female writer who was given freedom with their story as versus a female writer who probably had many men over her shoulder saying we need this we need this we need this not that you know mm-hmm. um because like a lot of like questionable shows are also written by women but feel like they're edited by men if you know what i mean like it does have yeah i think one of the big ones for me last year was birth care center because it does deal with a very specific subset of women right you're in a birth care center with a bunch of women Mm -hmm. who've given birth in the last two weeks it's a specific 
people group that you're looking at. And yet they were all very different and they were all very fully fleshed out characters and they were all dealing with new motherhood in different ways. And some of the characters weren't new moms. Some of them, this was their second or third child. And some of them, this was their very first. And some of them were Mm -hmm. older moms having their first child. And some of them were younger, you know, like just barely 20 having their first child. And like Mm -hmm. the different dreams that they had and the different goals and the different ways that they wanted Mm -hmm. to build a life around having a baby and having a career or just staying at home or, you know, how were they going to make these things work and these decisions work for their families. And the men in it were very secondary, like in a sense, very much like traditionally women would be the sort of Mm -hmm. the side character and you would just see them in relation to the men, not entirely, but the men were more that sort of side and it was very much centered around the women and their experiences and if the men were in it it was how did they relate to what the women were going through and it was it was really a very enjoyable fun show to watch but also hard at times also if you've gone through some of those things I will say and I think this is one that Natalia really enjoyed I didn't end up finishing it oh my baby oh yes so there are definitely aspects of comedy within this show i'm not going to say it's all seriousness because it's not however some of the topics that they discussed throughout um they handled them in a very serious way and i mean down to the nitty-gritty of her not being able to have certain rights that she wanted to have as a woman as a single woman wanting to have a kid like and how that's not a thing in korea and she was going through a lot of other stuff. Yes, there is romance and things like that. But at the center of all of it was really her struggle for trying to do what she wanted in her life. And it pretty much society not wanting to allow her to do that. Mm-hmm. And, but I mean, you watched the whole thing. But I, I really liked that aspect of the show. Um, and she, she played it very, very well when it was those. I mean, it was fun otherwise too. But I really enjoyed those serious parts of that show Mm -hmm. there's a show that i constantly recommend to people because i am obsessed with it um which is the show fool's love sometimes known as hogu's love um which has yui as um she's a professional swimmer um and everyone thinks she's just such a bitch and she's so awful and she's mean to everyone but it, when you you see like flashbacks of it, she's very multi-dimensional she's a, like it's a wonderful show and then you find out like you know as a character she's made to seem unlikable but it sort of plays into this concept because she's unlikable because she went through trauma and it was a trauma response and so it shows like how when she was younger she was you know vivacious and you know just sort of like you know really you know, and so I really liked her, like the character arc of of this woman and how she relates to people around her and situations. Um, it's a really good show. I don't want to like give too much away, <laughs> but like if you have the opportunity to watch it. You should because it's it seems like when you start out, it seems like it's going to be like a slapstick like comedy, and then suddenly it's like you realize, oh, this isn't this isn't a comedy like this is real like this is real like it has like a, mm-hmm. a like a real sense of reality to it that 
Like, this is a real, like, you know this woman. You've met this woman. You've seen women going through these struggles. And it's just really good. I just, I need to recommend Fool's Love anytime I can because I just love it so much. Um, and if you're, like, you know, really into Parasite, it stars the guy who starred in Parasite. I mean, definitely suggest uh, as, a, like, a, another contender for a genre, uh, Sweet mm. Home is mm, got I a, was just thinking that. Like, yeah. ton of, like, really great females. Now, I will say that it's kind of, like, half and half because it is very male-driven, even though they've got a real, they've got a good set of, mm. uh, female characters it is mostly the males doing mm-hmm. stuff but i like the variety in females and their strengths are completely different from each mm-hmm. other uh and i think like as the show progresses you start to see more and more and it just it builds and builds and so it's really great kind of like a, a great progression of seeing female characters like actually grow and use mm-hmm who they are as human beings in the situation because it's about it's a horror drama if you don't know yeah. um and there's monsters coming and killing people but like it has like Ishi Young who's like the you know she plays which she normally does is like the badass female character that's like the firefighter or whatever she can kick ass and she's like great but she's like super trained and then you have like characters like one of my favorite characters is uh this uh girl who you I don't know how many episodes it gets to take to them, but um, she's a, like um, a nurse or an assisted nurse for this like guy. Home, in home the, episode yeah. five, he shows, they show up at yeah. the very beginning because yeah. I just got there today. Um, <laughs> and she's like my absolute favorite character. She's just like, mm-hmm. she is strong in that she takes control of situations. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's just okay, this is what we have to do, like, in, in that strength. And then, like, some of the other, like, people that you see, because um, the show is centered around, it's a, um, the first floor uh, is all businesses, like, like, market and that sort of thing. And then the top floors are the apartment mm-hmm. complexes. So you have, like, the people who are in the apartment complexes, and you have, like, storekeepers. And the storekeepers really have, like, a journey that they take on them, and the females do. And, like, so it shows some really great females like finally finding their voice too. And it's mm-hmm. in ways that you're not expecting. And I really, I really dug that. And I was watching I episode really four today because I just started finally getting back into it because K-Bay is, uh, the K-Bay podcast is recapping it. So I'm like, I have to stay ahead of them so that I'm, <laughs> you know, so it was the kick in the butt I needed. But um, yeah, like I was watching episode four and there's, it was very female driven episode four, especially. And, um, and just thinking that what it reminded me of was WandaVision, like Mm. that this was like where WandaVision was a story about grief, but told as if it's a superhero story. Right. And, and this is like, it's a horror story, but it's really a story about like grief and loss and mm-hmm. the human condition yeah like yeah. It, and it was weird to have that I was like this show is absolutely nothing like WandaVision I'm not saying like it's not a no, you no. know I, it's a horror story <laughs> but something about the like the core the soul of it the spirit of it has that that same feeling of characters mm-hmm. like it's still very character driven which is really mm-hmm. cool um I also really and there's like certain you know male driven stories that have really great 
female characters. And I'm going to take it out of Korea for a second because there's a Chinese show called Med Medical Examiner Dr. Chen. Q-I-N. Um, and it's about this, like, you know, douchey forensic analyst guy, right? And all of his assistants hate him. But he gets this new assistant who is a like male presenting woman like she's a woman but she likes to have short hair and wear suits and she's very you know just very competent and sort of it's like a wonderful foil to his douchiness by being like empathetic and competent why he's just competent and harsh and the show is really good it's just like it's your you know pretty standard like you know hunting down serial killer through forensic medicine sort of thing. But just, I just think that her character is so interesting because it's so rare to see, especially in Chinese and Asian sort of media, uh, a more masculine presenting female because they exist. And she's not like, and it's not even like, oh, she's a lesbian. No, she's not a lesbian. She's, you know, straight and everything. Not that it matters if she's a lesbian, obviously, we don't care. But, like, you know, there's this concept that comes up that, like, you know, masculine-presenting women must be lesbians. And that's not the case, obviously. Um, so it's, like, it's a really nice to see. And also the show is really engaging, so it's really fun. So you should watch it if you can, um, if you like that sort of show. Uh, yeah, so there, I do, even in shows that are male-driven they can be forgiven yeah. for being male-centered if they have good female characters. One that I want to mention, a couple come to mind because I just realized a lot of my favorites, you know, that's the way, that's why their favorite is they actually mm -hmm. have good female characters in them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah. one that I do want to mention is Rookie Historian Go Hei Rung mm. um, because of how they discuss the role of the historians and even though it is a fantasy historical mm -hmm. there's some fact in the role of female historians in korean history and so they talk about some of that and all of the female roles are just great like mm -hmm. all of the female historian characters you, you want to get more and more and more of them so just that's to always that. the sign of a really good drama is if you just want more because you want to know more about the characters like what yeah. they're doing or what they're you know I read a book a book a few months back and then I reread it recently because I would like months later wake up and think I wonder what they're up to and then I'd be like no they're characters in a book they're not up to anything anymore <laughs> like real. the book is done but like real. I find that sometimes with the drama it's like it's over and you're like I wonder what they did next I wonder what they're doing like because they're good characters, they're fully fleshed out. You believe they have a life, mm -hmm. you know? I find for me, a lot of the strong women dramas that are interesting women dramas that mm -hmm. uh, came to mind for me are sports ones. And mm -hmm. I think, I think it's maybe partially because they have something specific that they're building the character around, or maybe it's that men understand you know more male writers understand the concept of a sports drama so they like know how to make yes. a woman more three-dimensional if sports are involved sports. i don't know like, women no but, understand sports. i mean <laughs> sports complicated for women brain. i mean no, yeah. <laughs> like 
I mean, my first drama, it's another Yui one, but like Birdie Buddy, there's no romance for the main character. It's a, it's about her drive for sport and, mm-hmm. and like, and there's a, a character, Lee Dahi is in it and she plays like the rival golfer and, you know, and it was good. And it, it was kind of funny be- with that being my first K-drama because it didn't prepare me for the way that so many K-dramas would, you know, the two of them would have to like hate each other and hate each other forever. And like, because they would be fighting over a man and they would, you know, and you're like, oh, oh, my first experience was not, you know, typical. You were hoodwinked. <laughs> you were hoodwinked. <laughs> so, this week I watched um, an Indian movie called Mary Calm. It's a mm-hmm. biopic, well, not really, sort of, based on the life of a real woman who was a, a boxer in India. It's a really good story and a really interesting concept. And like, just, I went and looked up more about her life because it was like, you know how usually with a sports story, it's sort of their rise to becoming great. And then it's going to, you know, the final scene is going to be when they win that Olympic gold medal or whatever. And it was like halfway through the movie and she had like three championships already. And I was like, where are we going from here? And then she gets pregnant and it's like, you can't be a boxer and be pregnant. Like that, that doesn't work. So she puts her, (laughs) you know, she hangs up her boxing gloves and I guess I don't have a life anymore. And I guess I'm just about being a mom now. And her husband is like, but why, like, why can't you keep boxing? I can adjust my schedule and you can like train and you can, and she's like, can I? And he's like, yes, you can. And he just looks after their kids while she goes out and, you know, runs for miles and gets her body back into shape. So like the second half is about how she's the only woman, she's the only, not just woman, she's the only Asian uh, boxer, amateur boxer who's ever won six world championships I think or and I think she had like eight of the Asian game championships like she's the only person male or female to ever have that many championship medals and um and half of them or more than half of them came after she had babies steering it into a new direction now that you've had our recommendations for good stories featuring women uh we're gonna talk about some music just a little you know a little go into like our favorite you know groups and soloists of the female persuasion uh you know maybe some favorite concepts and maybe maybe we'll make a fun little anthem playlist for you that celebrates women's contributions to our musical delights uh, i think that's possible that uh, sounds like something we might be doing i think it's something uh, that we'll Probably, probably be a, yeah, a playlist on my drama list as well of all of those movies and probably yeah. some more we'll throw in some extras that we didn't yeah, talk you know, about just there'll little, be all little, kinds of good stuff oh, so um okay, ah! okay. do you Jessie. want to... okay Jessie. well i will quickly talk about i'll make it a two-in-one because technically this works out when you hear what i have to say <laughs> but my alt bias my number one beats every person ever 
is Solji. Um, <laughs> and she is part of the group EXID. And they both like are, are really good representations of like female like empowerment and music. And I love Solji. I love her voice. I think her voice is incredible. She's one of the best like vocalists in K-pop right now, I believe. <laughs> and I don't think she gets a lot of credit for that. But like EXID in whole, they're they're part of the girl crush type mm. concept, but that they are about female empowerment and like controlling your own sexuality and controlling what like people are saying to you and kind of like figuring out things on your own. And I think just as a whole, XID's music is really good. And just like the members themselves, they're very like outgoing and strong and present. And um, like, you kind of actually see that in some of their, like the works that they're doing, like, especially right now, Hani, who has been doing a lot of like um, acting, she's, you know, she was in XX, which was like a really great thing. And she's also um, now in a movie or the movie's coming out soon where she plays like a completely different character just on a whole EXID really great and Solji with her power vocals I love it and they're like one of my favorites and you know I have to talk about them uh for me you I have a specific to... song that you recommend oh yeah and that that music video is actually like specifically targeted uh to yeah. the censorship of females in korea and yeah. how they're like you know they're censored for like the dumbish stuff and like yeah. um like males aren't but then the lyrics themselves are actually targeted against catcalling and how mm. stupid males look by doing that and what like what are you thinking do you think i was actually gonna come like hang out with you really <laughs> yeah that's oh, what you thought yeah like nah mm. yeah uh, so all around it's a good a good pick mm-hmm. uh for me i'm gonna go with jesse not this jesse Jesse, the rapper Jesse. Drop the E I, and get drop the <laughs> there you E go. and you've got Jesse. Um, I there's something about her that she's just so unapologetically herself that mm-hmm. really appeals to me because you know, you you look back at her story, like she moved to Korea to be a singer. She was forced by her company to get plastic surgery. She gets sort of, you know, that's all anyone ever talked about about her. So she was like yeah, bitch, I got plastic surgery. So what? So what if people talk about my boobs? They should. I paid enough money for them. So what if people think I'm scary? I'm going to be the scariest bitch you've ever seen. And I just like that sort of attitude that she has where she's just like, yeah, I'm me. You can say whatever shit you want to about me. And it doesn't phase me because at the end of the day, I got my cash. I got the bag. I'm good. I'm living it. And whatever, like, and I really like how she sort of defies a lot of, you know, Korean aesthetic norms and also Korean, like, how they believe women should act norms. Mm -hmm. And I think it's very refreshing to see her succeed, like, despite all of this. You know what I mean? Like, because she's loud she's not like you know she's polite but she's not quiet so you know she's she says what she thinks she won't like come after you and be mean but she's gonna say what she thinks regardless um and you know she's like yeah i'm sexy 
what of it? I'm sexy on my own terms now because when I was younger, I was forced to be sexy on other people's terms and I don't want to live that way anymore. And you just got to sort of appreciate, you know, whether you like her or not, just sort of got to appreciate her brazenness. And I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. And if I were to pick one song, though I hate the title of it, I'm going to, it does really uh, encapsulate everything that I'm talking about with her. And that is the song Spirit Animal. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty good song. It's a pretty good song. I have to go with Yoon Murray because I love Yoon Murray. I mean, obviously, we did a whole episode because she was my birthday pick once. Um, but same thing. Like, she just is so herself and she's so talented and um, deals with a lot, I think, being um, having a Black father and an Asian mother and, you know, it, that um, there's a lot going on that way to be between two worlds in some ways um but also just she's fabulous her music is great and um and that she has she started very young Mm -hmm. and got married and had a kid and kept working and kept doing her thing and continued to have great music and you know, works with her husband and and just is just so well beloved in the industry and works so hard and still, you know, and is also a wife and a mother. And it, like, mm-hmm. it's just, she's, again, that well-rounded person who's just trying to do a lot and seemingly succeeding at everything she's putting her finger to so I I like that and for me as far as like a quintessential song of hers for me would be Kai Baibo which mm-hmm. you know is fun and powerful and mm-hmm. enjoyable and yeah so for me I think I'm gonna have to talk about Sun Me mm-hmm. um and we have an episode on Sunmi, so I'm not going to go away at the Sunmi. But she's amazing. Her songs are always kind of have a female empowerment bent to them of various kinds. Uh, she's a great person. She seems really fun. Um, and even she's open with her mental struggles and things like that, which is a very important thing, especially more difficult in her culture. Um so I think the song I'll pick is La 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 Lay because the lyrics are really good. Uh, she definitely always has a certain attitude in her songs. Like a lot of them are about either a failed relationship or something like that, but a lot of it has to do with living for herself, making her own choices, you know, mm-hmm. how that's an important thing to do. So. And sometimes, like, la, 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 it's like, she's kind of talking to the general public about, like, how they perceive her, and that's always a really cool, those songs are also very fun, because it's nice when female artists actually discuss those things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, another option? Can we, should we do another option? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 
Another option is a group called Billy Carter. They're a punk kind of rock band. They're kind of like a all around band, but mostly punk. Um, it, they're an indie group, all female, and they are very vocal on a lot of issues and they do it not even on in their lyrics, but also just in general on activism on social media. Um, they were very big in participating in all of the um, Black Lives Matter movement in Korea yes. and were very vocal about that. That's kind of like when I first actually started to listen to them because I found them through that. But they are very outspoken about all things and not just things that are like, that are issues about feminism and just being a female and, and in Korea, but also um, very vocal about the pressures and issues of being a female in music in Korea and in their like genre, which is like rock and how it is effective and that sort of thing. And they're just all around a really great, like very talented group of women. And I love everything that they have. Their album that they came out with last year was fantastic. And you'll like, once you start to listen to it, you'll see that there are a lot of the, the themes are very like, you know, pro-choice, pro being who you are, pro just loving who you want to love. Um, a lot of their music is also in English too. And a couple of the members actually are fluent in English. So they've done a lot of interviews too in English. So if you want to read up on them, that's like really great. Um, and I would say my body, my choice is a great mm. pick for one of the songs. It's just very direct to the point. Like yes. It. They're, they're, they're just an amazing group and just talented all around too. They like mm. legit make great music. So Uh, for me, though, I do love all of Mamamoo. I'm going to have to go with Hwasa. Though Mamamoo, love them all. They're great. Uh, just Hwasa really speaks to me, and a lot of her solo work really speaks to me as well. And she just seems like a good person who is another one of those who has decided to defy sort of gender, expect, like, you know, physical expectations in Korean society. And, you know... Especially, like, you know, she has darker skin than is, you know, in vogue in Korea. And she wears, like, she loves having her long nails and everything and dressing however she wants. And that's actually a lot, especially in conservative societies, that someone is bold enough to do that and not be cowed down. I also, you know, she, she had a lot of, you know, opposition, like, you know, before she debuted and stuff about, you know, being unattractive, which if you think Hwas is unattractive, get your eyes checked because <laughs> something is wrong with you. But if I was to pick a song that really embodies the vibe, I would have to go with Twit, uh, which was, I believe, her first solo song. I think it so. Seems, I think yeah. so, yeah. Um, and I believe, like, very clearly speaks to how a lot of women feel about a lot of men. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so it's really nice to hear just that it's a universal situation dealing with uh, cisgendered straight men is... <laughs> Is a universe, it's a universal experience that all of us, you know, women share together. Uh, somebody that I got into this past year is uh, Raja Kumari. She is mm. an Indian um, rapper. 
And um, I just, I love her. I, she performed at um, that Amazon eight hour Amazon Twitch concert that I watched last year. She's really, really good. She's got a lot to say. Um, and again, dealing with some, you know, it's not what you expect, right? Her personality, a rapper, like it's just not what you, what people expect from a, a good Indian girl kind of thing. And I just really appreciate her, especially um, this past year, she released a song called Peace. And it's a different direction for her music, but just the concept of like, yeah, I've had a lot of anger. I've had this stuff and I'm going to turn that around now. And I'm, I've got inner peace now and I'm going to just live peacefully, but that doesn't mean I don't still have feelings on the subject. It just means I'm not going to like flip over this table right now. I'm just going to, you know, I got peace. Like, and I, I love that song and I love her. So I'm going to bring up Queen IU mm. and her song, BB. Again, it's another song kind of talking to the general public about just the stuff that she has to put up with and how she really doesn't care. <laughs> uh, it's also a really fun song. Um, but she she's just so cool. Like, I'm always, yeah. I'm always super happy for all of her success because she deserves it. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just mm -hmm. great. All of her music is just marvelous. So, IU, I, I know that she's everywhere and everyone knows about her, but go listen to her. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. If you haven't, you should. <laughs> yeah. It also helps that she's an incredible singer. So, Huzzah. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Um, so we talked about Miss A last week. So, <laughs> I don't have to talk about Miss A, but I Don't Need a Man is a very great song to put yes. on this playlist. Yes. Yes. Um, I can't really talk about them much. So, maybe I'll give just a couple more uh, like suggestions on songs. Um, but there's this group called Rum Kicks. I don't know them like well at all, um, but they just released a song. It's called Don't Touch My Head. They're a punks, like kind of punk ska group, um, all females, Korean. Um, and the song is literally about no means no. And they literally like this morning or yesterday morning is when this like released. So I just like found them. Mm. Um, but I, oh. I think it's like a really great addition to this playlist. And then also um, Ailey, Ailey, I don't actually know how to pronounce her name like well, <laughs> and I'm sorry, but if you don't know her, she's a soloist. She's just really great. And she had some, she's had some issues over in Korea too, because she's a part of the, uh, the Americans that, you know, came over, um, but she's got such a great, great voice like legit probably one of the best singers especially in her type of vocal quality she just so well and she's like had to deal with like issues about like people commenting on her weight and just commenting about all this stuff and she's kind of like pushed through that too um she has a song i will show you well the music video is not good the song is good. Like the music video is, it's pretty much negates a lot of things that like we're talking about because 
she allows the boy yeah. to come like be with her at the end or whatever but like it's got a really great it's like empowerment anthem like you know mm. you know i'm gonna tell you that i'm going to be the best thing that you've lost you know uh if i was going to pick another one which i am because that's what we're doing uh, i'm gonna have to go with a uh, four minute song hate love that song that is on my uh, list <laughs> uh it is the ultimate fuck you song um so good just and i what i love about it is that from a musical sense it takes like a it takes you on a real journey before you get to the chorus like you think you're listening to one song you are listening to a completely different song than you thought you were at the beginning um real great like power anthem like, also i would say like if you're like looking for like something to put on your workout list oh like yeah. acceleration oh. of it it's just perfect go for it <laughs> yeah it's like you start with the stretching and then you're in it to win it i think it actually is on my running list for when i used to be able to leave the house to go running oh i love um, four minutes so much uh so good so good somebody we haven't mentioned but again feels like she needs to be on the list is boa the queen mm-hmm. woman is stands out for me to be on this list of mm-hmm. you know female empowering songs that we're talking about and female strength songs just i mean and if you haven't watched the video or any of the choreo of her upside down walking oh. along that like you're it's missing out fantastic so you You're should totally out. check that out but uh also i would like to give a shout out to lee su hyun from akmu because mm. i mean i love her song alien you know as so- her solo work which is talking about being different and being yeah. a little weird and and being okay with that and when you read interviews and read with stuff she's gone through a lot of that too like that there's been a lot of she'll tell stories about you know higher ups at yg and and people who would look at her and say okay well you have to get some plastic surgery and you need to get the and she was like no i i don't think i do i'm good and when you know how young she was when she went to work for that company with her brother and and just that she had that confidence at such a young age to be able to say, no, that's not in my contract and I'm just not going to do it. So, mm-hmm. and she's adorable. So like whoever was telling her she needs plastic surgery is crazy pants. Listen, but, them, them beauty like, standards got y'all fucked up is yeah. all I gotta say. That is she's definitely adorable. It's a form of brainwashing. It is. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, the more that, people think that everyone should look the same and adhere to one style of how boring would the world be if there was no diversity, you know? But yeah, bullshit. You're fine how you look, okay? You're fine. You're, it's literally, it's fine. You look great no matter how you look. You look, you look great to me, so. I would like to add Queen by Third Eye, but it's spelled. Three Y E. Yes. <laughs> oh, names. Because it's a fun oh. song, Dagnabbit, and I think it would fit on the playlist. I agree. I'm right not going to go super yeah. deep. It, it's a fun music video. The lyrics 
are slightly nonsensical and slightly fun. That's part I of mean, the fun. No. It's not like it has this deep meaning to it. Unless but they're they're fun. Hey, I mean, their yes know, that's song okay is too. fun too, but it doesn't yeah. seem like it would fit on this list very well. You like them? Is it my turn again? Yes. Yeah. Um. I mean, I am the best. Twenty one. Yeah, it's <laughs> yes! a classic. I mean, classic. <laughs> classic. We're gonna make this list. They're gonna have to. I mean, like, uh, we could also put like you know, "Bad Bitch" by CL if we wanted to. It, you know, yes, to really kind of tie it yes. in. But like, just twenty one in general, just. If you haven't, like, we do have a full episode, although it's one of our first episodes, so who knows what we talked about on that one. <laughs> it um, is funny to go, like, be going through this, and it's, like, practically every person we're meant. And, like, you could go listen to that episode we yeah, did on this yeah. girl and on this girl group. And I don't on this... even remember what we talked about. We have about. a type. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they're just really great. They're, they're empowering in their own way they like had a different beauty standard than like any other girl group that was out at that time during second gen and kind of really pushed for that girl crush but like in their own like respect and they were just fun and god i miss them so much like (laughs) i keep on like picking these ones that like our girl groups that are no longer here but man (sighs) just like I just remember when I started to like really get into them and like just really go hard and just like watching 21 tv and just like learning all about the members and just they were so great and they are still continuously great and like Dara has been like teasing us that they will do a comeback um I don't know if that's gonna happen but like since they're all pretty much like off well I guess Dara's still at YG but like (laughs) it can happen I guess I think if any group was going to come back after that long, it would be 21 on their turn. Yeah. So it's true. I'm hopeful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all of their stuff is great, but you know, I am the best. It's just like a really good power anthem to have. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's, that's a good one to have on an exercise playlist too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like when you're, it's a good one to have like right when like in like, late mid exercise where you're like i don't think i can keep going yeah i don't think i can keep going and then it comes on you're like ah oh, fuck it i can keep going <laughs> <laughs> it's also got that good beat the nigga chichalaga yeah. <laughs> well then every time i do this fake run diablo gets very concerned from his purse inside my <laughs> he's like are we going running oh god <laughs> it's like oh god we don't do that what is- <laughs> i still hear mom <laughs> i feel like we need to include a dream catcher song because sure. we need to include a Dreamcatcher song, which again, we have an episode on them. Just saying. <laughs> uh, I say Boca. I Boca, think yeah. Boca. Um, or Scream, or both. Uh, scream, hey, scream, you know, there is not a limit to the number of songs we can put on a playlist. That's true. It's true. Just, you know, it's just true. also as a side note, um, Dreamcatcher has never used pronouns in any of their songs. To this date, uh-huh. Minx does, but like Dreamcatcher, mm-hmm. just as an FYI, just putting that and, out there. And they also like will like um, correct people during interviews, or like uh, correct mm-hmm. people if they're like assuming that they're what's their their type ideal male type. They'll be like, "What about our female ideal type too?" So, listen, they're looking out for the WLWs out there, okay? You gotta, you gotta appreciate that. 
You got to appreciate that. Uh, if I'm going to elect another song, I'm going to go with a new, a recent, a recent uh, come out, which would be Hyuna's I'm Not Cool. Um, not cool. Yeah, I'm not cool. <laughs> no, it's like, one, it's a good song, and two, Hyuna. And Hyuna, who like, <laughs> hey. if you want someone who's unabashedly herself, you gotta oh, yeah, go with you really want like like unabashedly herself uh red is it yeah oh yeah is it for her yeah but it's like you know you got if you look at like someone whose career like just oh god what a fucking dumbass cube was <laughs> oh i think she had one of the best come clapbacks about that that i've ever seen in my life which is the day that Cube terminated her contract over d- dating Dawn. Um, she sent her mother a bouquet of roses, but all the roses were made out of money. <laughs> and posted on Instagram and was like, I'm gonna be fine, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so, and she is. And she's just living her life over there at P Nation, just like... <laughs> Also, side note, if we want to add another, like, great, like, poor group that's, like, stuck at, at, um, that company, um, CLC. CLC. Out of all of them, maybe, like, Hobgoblin or No. Yeah. I, uh, I just want to throw a little shout out into our list, a little Japanese flavor here. Um, group that I've gotten into kind of recently is, uh, Adarashi Gakko. And they're just wild, and I like them. They, their personalities are just kind of, I don't know how to describe them. They're indescribable, but they're a delight, and their songs are fun. And I don't know, just like when you watch them in a video or like when they're performing and the dancing and stuff, like um, they just seem weird. And I, are, I did are they the ones are they the ones on 88 rising yes okay yeah so i've seen them in passing yeah <laughs> 88 rising's been pushing some of their yeah, more have. recent stuff and uh and yeah they're just goofy and fun and like unapologetically themselves and i dig it so what song would you recommend um my favorite is nine 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 i just I don't know why I just like it but when you look up the lyrics it is it's kind of like so what I you know make my living doing fun TikToks and having a you know this is who I am and this is what I like and here it is okay cool do you I've also got got to elect the song solo by Jenny I Um, had that on my list too and if you like look at the lyrics, like it's just like, you know what? Fuck you, dude. Uh, you sucked, and I'm better off by myself. Man, so many of these power anthems are just like <laughs> men. Who needs them? We certainly don't. <laughs> Not us. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna actually ask Jesse for a recommendation. Uh, oh. Bandmade. Is, is there a band-made one that would... oh pretty much all of them because their concept is literally um to take back uh the ideas of like the uh the maids the 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 what are they called the you know the 
food maids, you know, that you go in and like, like the maid cafe type. Yeah. Situation. Um, okay. Domination. Hostess kind of. Mm-hmm. Domination, Domination would probably go to one. Like I've really enjoyed their recent stuff, but since I haven't gotten super mm-hmm. deep into them, I knew that you would have a better guidance on that. But they are so, so fun to watch. Like live music video, anything, but live, mm-hmm. they are just really They're fun to really, watch. Really, really good. Yeah. And even within their group, like okay. So in case you haven't seen Band Maid, they all they all actually wear maid outfits, mm-hmm. but they're all different. And even the way they style themselves is all very different within their group. So it's yeah. not like they all so like the lead singer, like she usually has flowers, like mm-hmm. a, a hat that involves flowers, which is so she kind of that's very pretty, but then like I think it's the basis. Like she has very long, like she kind of looks kind of more the metal like long hair kind of in her face a little bit and her outfits are always darker and kind of more on the goth side of things and so it's I even like how within their group they kind of represent a lot of different things just aesthetically too well this was our episode about how much we love women and women driven stories and music and we we want to encourage you to watch like support women yes yes support women to get out there support women support women made content especially women of color and queer women uh we you know inclusivity is really important to us Mm -hmm. and i think as and should be to the world as a whole uh because as we said before when you see yourself in media you feel like you belong in the world and that's really important to us um so being intentional about what we do consume from time to time is very important also, I think it needs to be addressed, especially when we're recording this mm-hmm. now. There's a lot of things happening in the world. If you haven't like mm-hmm. known about it, I don't know how at this point, especially yes. if you're like viewing us online. But um, mm-hmm. there's some really terrible, terrible things happening against the Asian community. Um, and it's resulted in a lot of deaths and targeted yeah. harassment. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just implore you to go uh, find articles about it that are talking about the victims and not the perpetrators. Mm -hmm. Um, And I will have linked a bunch of different resources to help out because I feel it's very important, especially with us being on this podcast and we inherently like discuss so much um, Mm -hmm. stuff from the Asian community that like we need to be sharing um, these like resources and helping in any way we can. So there'll be a link or a bunch of links with uh, ways that you can help, like GoFundMes or just different um, uh, organizations. We need to be discussing these things, especially because yeah. we are we are benefiting from Asian content mm-hmm. and it's not good of us to not be helping wherever we see fit. But so yes, look at the links and the resources and learn what's going on specifically about it. Cause it's really just, terrible stuff mm-hmm. yeah. yeah if you do have the means there are several organizations you can donate to mm-hmm. um that where the help is going to those communities and those affected by the situations that are happening um 
So anyway, thank you for listening to our podcast. Uh, we love all of our listeners. We love all of our supporters over on Coffee. And if you'd like to become one, you can go to ko-fi.com slash certified nunas and join the Certified Found family. You can listen to us wherever podcasts can be found. But you can also go to certifiednunas.com where all the links to everything that we talked about will be on the podcast episode blog post. Uh, so thank you for listening. We hope you have a safe week. Uh, keep, you know, socially dancing, but also looking out for your fellow human and uh, maybe take a moment to appreciate all the women in your life uh, this week and, you know, all the time, really. But uh, we hope you have a fun and fantastic week and stay safe and keep enjoying Asian content. Bye. Bye. Bye.